Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Lord. How awesome you are. You are worthy and worthy to be praised. Grateful, God, that there is none like you. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm so grateful for the presence of the Lord. The Bible says in his presence there is fullness of joy. Somebody may be struggling with depression this morning but if you could just get yourself into the presence of the Lord there's fullness of joy matter of fact somebody may believe that they're alone they're isolated but God declares that he'll never leave you nor forsake you that's good news to me we serve a God that is omnipresent always there and for that we say thank you hallelujah well, good morning, Way Church family. Good morning to those who tuned in this morning to uh, worship with us. I, I, I don't take it for granted um, that you would worship with us this morning in a time and a space where so many churches are providing digital platforms for their worship service uh, that you would join us on this morning. So for that, I say thank you. I want to go quickly into the word of the Lord. If you can, go with me to the book of Psalm, chapter 78. We're going to be looking at verses 3 through 7. I've been on this sermon series called The Making of a Man. Actually, October is men's month for us. um, And I've been talking about the making of a man. So I want to continue in that vein on this morning. And actually, I'm going to close out our sermon series this morning. So do me a favor. I know my wife has probably already admonished you and encouraged you. But do me a favor. Tag a man. uh, Tell a man. Invite a man to join us for worship this morning. Because I believe I have a critical word from the Lord that will um, push men and, and help them navigate this journey that they're on. So Psalm chapter 78 verses 3 through 7. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. And the Bible reads as thus, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. Verse 4 says, we will not hide them from our children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord. Lord, I love that. And his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. And watch what verse number five says, for he has established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make known to their children that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children. I pray that my kids will speak of the good works of the Lord to their children. And verse 7 says that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. I want to look at verse number 6 and 7 again, that the generation to come might know them. 
the children who would be born that they may arise and declare them to their children that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God but keep his commandments wherever you may find yourself you may be seated in the presence of the Lord I want to minister from this subject this morning a man and his lineage a man and his lineage the legacy of many men rest in the lineage that they produce. I want you to hear me and hear me good. Your, your legacy as a man, uh, for many of us, it rests in the lineage that we produce. Consider Psalm 127, verse 4 through 5. Notice what this psalmist says in this text. It says, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. And verse 5 says, blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. So, so the psalmist in 127 speaks of the children of a man as his protection. It, it says arrows. It also says as a man's prosperity, it says blessed. And as a man's, watch this, perpetual provision, a quiver full of them. In other words, a man's seed can give us great success. Oh, that's good news to me. My, my, my seed can produce great success in my life. It says protection, prosperity, and perpetual provision. Ah, this is why the Lord instructed Adam in Genesis 1.28 to be fruitful and multiply. Because the Lord knew the power of the lineage that a man could leave. Oh, listen, listen here. And, and as the Lord instructed Adam, so has he instructed all the men of God to be fruitful and multiply. We've got to be fruitful and multiply. I know you just thought that was for Adam, but that's for all men. Be fruitful and multiply. And it's important to note that everything is not worthy of multiplying. Y'all got to stay with me. Everything's not worthy of multiplying. Because watch this, the wrong seed has given access to the enemy. The, the, the wrong seed has made room for the attacks of the enemy. And the wrong seed has helped the advancement of the enemy because the seed you sow matters. I, I, I don't know what man is watching, but you need to put that in the comment box. The seed I sow matters. The wrong seed has given access to the enemy. It's made room for the attacks of the enemy. And it's helped, the wrong seed has helped the advancement of the enemy. It means it's not enough for men to simply produce seed, but watch this, it's necessary for men to prepare their seed. We're not just supposed to go um, loosely around being fruitful and multiplying. No, don't just produce seed. We've got to prepare our seed. This is where we find our psalmist in our foundational text. He's given instruction to the men of God on how to prepare their seeds from God. And herein lies one of the problems with many men. We've got too many men producing seed, but not enough men preparing their seed. Oh, we've got men producing seed. Y'all know how they like to sow their royal oats, but not preparing their seed. Why is this significant to our theme um, this month? Because only men, made men, can make men. As God makes us into men, he also desires, for, watch this, for us to reproduce our likeness in the earth. In other words, leave a lineage worthy of legacy. When God is instructing Adam to be fruitful and multiply, he's saying, Adam, I need you to leave a lineage in the earth 
that's worthy of legacy. So as we leave our lineage in the earth, we want God to declare that this seed, this lineage is worthy of legacy. So the critical question that we've got to ask ourselves as men of God is what type of legacy do we want to leave? What type of legacy? What type of legacy? It's important to know that as a man, you don't need to have a physical child in order to leave a lineage. Because some of y'all just checked out on me. But you don't need a physical child to leave a lineage. Why do I say that? A natural seed in the earth requires a giving of a man's self to another. All right? And it's no different in the spirit. In order to leave a spiritual lineage, a man must give of himself to another. In other words, who are you pouring into? Because you can produce a seed by what and who you pour into. Therefore, God's command for men to be fruitful and multiply doesn't limit us to just physical children. But it's also determined by who we pour into spiritually. That means no matter what our status is, no matter where we find ourselves, I don't care if you're single this morning. I don't care if you're married this morning. I don't care if you're divorced this morning. As men, we can all leave a lineage that's worthy of legacy. And I believe as the psalmist gives the children of Israel instructions, and not just simply the children of Israel, the men, the men concerning how to ensure their legacy by way of their lineage we too can do so as the men of God. I believe we can do so as well. So this morning through our text, I want to pro provide some instructions on what it takes to receive success as a result of our seed. I want to give some instructions this morning. So let's do this. Let's examine our text. Let's look at verse number three again. The Bible says, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. Here's what I want you to know. The foundation of a man will determine the future lineage of a man. Mm, stay with me. The foundation of a man will determine the future lineage of a man. Because you can only pour to the degree which has been poured into you. Oh, so the critical question we've got to ask ourselves is, what's in us? What's in me, God? What's in me? Because this is why our foundational text makes emphasis of these words. The, the, the Bible says, which we have heard. And, and then it says, of which we have known. And watch this, also of which has been told us. Why is this significance? Because it reveals that they had substance to provide to their seed. Ah, they had something in them. So you got to ask yourself, what's in me? What's in me? Because if you're going to have seeds in the earth, those seeds need substance. Uh, and this is why some men just need to get saved before they start planting seeds. We've got too many men planting seeds, but your behind needs to get saved first. Uh, because without salvation, you have no foundation. Oh, somebody need to put that in the comment box. Be, without salvation, I have no foundation. Put that in the comment box for me. This is why, oh, I love this, y'all. We don't sing the hymns of old in the church anymore, but the hymn is penned it this way, on Christ the solid rock I stand. And it said, all other ground is sinking sand. In other words, Christ was their foundation. And as men of God, if we desire to have a lineage worthy of legacy, then Christ must be our foundation as well. Somebody needs to say that on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Uh, this is why, watch this, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. 
1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. I believe we have it on the screen. The Bible says, for no other foundation can anyone lay that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Because if Christ is not your foundation, watch this, your lineage has no future. Oh, I just said something there. If I don't have Christ as my foundation, you're, you're sending your seed out to the wolves. And hear this, the psalmist in our foundational text reveals, watch this, this is good news to me, that not only had they heard of God, but the Bible says they had history with God. That, that, that word known, that it was not just that they heard about God, but I need history with God. Somebody say, I need history with God. That's good news because it's not enough for a man, as a man of God, for you to have heard about God. But you need some history with God. See, we got a lot of folk that hear about God on Sunday, but ain't got no history with God on Monday. I need history with God. Because something, oh, and here's a word of wisdom. And I told y'all this sermon series is not just for men, but some women have married the wrong man because they heard that man talk about God. Oh, he, he know how to talk about God. And matter of fact, he took, him, he took me around his mama who knew the word of God. And ma matter of fact, y'all married the wrong man because they went to the so-called church of God. But you should have asked them, do you have history with God? Y'all asking the wrong questions because everybody can talk about God. Y'all know y'all got some demons that talk about God, but I need to know, do you have history with God? It will save you a lot of heartache. The old saints called them this, nothing but britches in air. I all talk no substance. And my former pastor said it this way. You know, you just asked, this is a good interview question for when you're going on dates. What you know about Jesus, it'll catch them off guard. <laughs> if they really know something about Jesus, it'll be easy. Because when I got history with God, you can ask me what I know about Jesus, and I can tell you a little something, something. But all, those who have only heard about God, that question there will catch them off guard. Because it's one thing for God to know you, but it's a whole other thing for you to know God. I just said something. It's one thing for God to know you because he knows all men. He knows the very numbers of hair on my head. But it's a whole other thing for me to know God. What do I mean? Because your faith is different when you know God. Oh, your, your, your fight in the spirit is different when you know God. And your focus is different. Listen, when you know God. This is why some Christians are losing their mind in the midst of this pandemic. They're losing their mind because of all this civil unrest. They're losing their mind because of the political tensions. But you know, not me, because my focus is different because I've got history with God. Uh, some of us need to have some history with God. And this is why Paul declared this in Philippians 3, um, verse 10. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. The Bible says that I might know him. Ooh, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Because when Christ is your foundation, then your desire is to know the fullness of him. Whenever Christ is your foundation, I, I don't just want to know part of Christ. I want to know the fullness of him. And hear this. Why is this significant? Because you can't lay a foundation for your seed concerning a savior that you know nothing about. If, 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 if I, if I want to leave a, a lineage that's worthy of legacy, I, if, if Christ is not my foundation, I'll never be able to lay a foundation for my seed concerning a savior that I know nothing about. 
oh, I just, some of us need to change up our foundation. When Christ is our foundation in Christ, Christ and his word is our point of reference for all that we do. And if we want a lineage that will last, then Christ must be our foundation. Watch what Isaiah chapter 40 verse 8 declares. The Bible says the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. Because the source of your foundation, watch this, will, de will determine if your seed will survive. The source, the source of your foundation. The Bible says the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. You know what you need to do? You need to put the word in your child. Because when you're not around, watch this, that word will stand forever. Uh, Christ has to be our foundation. Therefore, as men, if we want to leave a lineage that is worthy of legacy, then we must be men with a foundation. And that has to be Christ, the solid rock. I stand all other ground. is sinking sand. So, so the first thing I want you to know, that Christ must be our foundation. We have to be men with a foundation. Now, now let's look at verse number four. Verse number four says, we will not hide them from our children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. Here's what I want you to know. Your history with God will reveal what your seed needs to heed concerning God. Stay with me. In other words, we must be men, watch this, with foresight. So here's my second point. If I want to leave a lineage that's worthy of legacy, I've got to be a man with foresight. Foresight. Because the survival of your seed is determined by how well they see. What do I mean? One definition of the word foresight is the ability to know what will be needed in the future. That's good news to me. The ability to know what will be needed in the future. Notice what our foundational text says. It says, telling the, to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength, that's a good word, and his wonderful works that he has done. So the psalmist admonishes the men to tell their children of God's worth oh, by way, watch this, of his works. And hear this, more children will be less dependent upon their wealth if somebody, some man would have told them about God's works. You, they would have been less dependent upon, you know you got some young men that's just running around letting a woman take care of them. They would have been less dependent on that woman if, if a man would have told them about God's work. And even so, they would be less dependent upon that job that they work if somebody would have told them about the Lord's work. Given, in other words, giving them foresight, foresight. And here's one of the reasons, watch this, why foresight is so critical in the lives of our lineage. Because here's what foresight does. It gives you warning and wisdom before the war. You know what? Before my baby got a struggle with that, I should have gave them wisdom and warning before the war. And that's what foresight does. Even more, foresight can give you warning and wisdom to avoid the war. I don't want my babies going through everything. And I should have just gave them foresight. Here's, here's what I'm trying to say. Debt wouldn't have consumed many if they had foresight. 
Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Divorce wouldn't have been an option for many if some man would have given them foresight. Because Mark 10 and 9 says, Therefore what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. And the devices of the enemy wouldn't have defeated many if some man had given them foresight. 2 Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Our prayers, men, must be, Lord, give us foresight so that our children or, or our seed might see. Ooh, a wise pastor told my wife this, everything ain't got to be your testimony. I, be everything, I don't want, and, I, and, I, and listen, I, I know my wife, she's mentioned this before, but she was a victim of sexual childhood abuse. I, that don't have to be my baby's testimony. You know why? Because I'll give her foresight to, to know what to look for. Uh, so we've got to be men with foresight because we can receive wisdom to avoid the war. Foresight, foresight. This is why some, somebody say, you might be old now, but say, my, my daddy needs to give me foresight. This is why Paul prayed this in Ephesians 1.18 that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you um, may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of the inheritance in the saints. Watch this. This is good news, y'all. That, that, that foresight should be my inheritance. Ooh, some man has robbed their child of their inheritance. God says the enlightenment of their understanding. And God says that's your, so that you might see your inheritance because foresight reveals what our eyes know of God and the hopes that the eyes of our lineage will come to see the same truth as well. And here's a word of wisdom. Both your faithfulness and your failures can produce foresight. I want to say that again. Both your faithfulness and your failures can produce foresight. That's good news. That should encourage a man that felt like they sinned too much to have foresight. Some man is watching and say, oh, I, I done sinned too much. I can't, I can't dare give my children foresight. Some, some man thinks they've had too many setbacks to have foresight. Even some man says they feel like they've suffered too much to have foresight. But this is why the psalmist said in Psalm 119, 71, Psalm 119 verse 71 said, it was good that I was afflicted. Watch this, that I might learn your statutes. This means you can be broken by life. You can be burdened by life and you can even be beaten by life, but still have foresight. If you watch this, you can learn from what broke you. If you can just learn from what burdened you. If you can just learn from what in life beat you down, the Bible says, if I can just learn from that, I can have foresight. But it's not enough for you to have learned from what beat you, broke you, and burdened you. You've got to be able to share that with your seed. Some man needs to say, I may have failed, but I've learned. I've received foresight. Oh, that's good news to me. A man that desires to leave a lineage that is worthy of legacy must have foresight. So here's what I said. I said, we've got to be men that have a foundation, men with a foundation, and that foundation has to be Christ. And then I said, we've got to be men with foresight. And, and about, uh, this one definition of this is to know what is needed for the future. I've got to tell my children and warn them and give them wisdom to avoid the war. 
And watch what verse number five says. The Bible says, for he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make known to their children. Here's what I want you to know. It's not simply critical that men give their children the foundation of Christ. And it's not simply critical that we provide them with foresight in Christ. But here's what I want you to know. You've been commanded to do so. Somebody say, I've been commanded. I've been commanded. Uh, this is why the latter portion of verse 5 in our foundational text declares this. Which he commanded our fathers that they should make known to their children. It, it's, a, it's a command on our lives. So the question that we got to ask ourselves as men is how faithful have we been to the command of God concerning our lineage? How, how faithful have I been? So here's my third and final point. We've got to be men of faithfulness, men of faithfulness. Why is this significant? Because the victory of your lineage is determined by how faithful you are to God's voice. Therefore, if we desire to leave a lineage worthy of legacy, we must be men of faithfulness. Yet, yet here's the critical question, because y'all may be saying, that, that just, that's too surface, Pastor Keith. I, I, I need to know more concerning this faithfulness. So, so the critical question is, what does this faithfulness entail? What must men make known to their children? Watch the beginning portion of verse number five. It says, for he established a testimony in Jacob. Ah, somebody needs to know that's the love of God. And then it says, appointed a law in Israel. In other words, the law of God. So God commands men to make known, watch this, both the love of God, his devotion towards us, and also the law of God, his decrees for us. Yet, 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 that, that, that's not even enough. Watch this. Uh, one Hebrew translation of this word known in our text is the word observe. Uh, somebody put that in the comment box. Observe, observe. That, that word known is translated in the Hebrew to mean observe. In other words, does your life faithfully reflect both the love of God and obedience to the laws of God that your children might observe? It's not enough for you to have a Bible study with your children. It's not enough for you to give your children scripture. But can they witness and observe the love of God in your life? Can they witness the obedience to the laws of God in your life? Oh, that's a good question because all they're seeing is you cussing out their mama, but they never see the love of God. All they see is you wavering with your faith and they can't see and witness your obedience to the laws of God. Can they observe that in your life? Because your faithfulness to God, watch this, will cause them to follow God. And the reason why we've got some men who got children that are wayward, because they never saw a model to follow. So if I don't follow God faithfully, my children will never follow God faithfully. Some man needs to be faithful to the law and the love of God. Ah, watch what... Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Y'all don't believe me. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. It says, be ye followers of me, even also as I am of Christ. Some versions say imitate. And despite what you want to believe, what you reflect, your children will attempt to replicate. 
Ah, they'll try to follow, follow, follow. See, you got some men that say, I'm just going to live my life, and, they gonna li and I'm going to let my children live their life. Despite what you believe, watch this, whatever um, your life reflects, your children will attempt to replicate. Uh, you may not like this, but your kids might steal because they saw you stole. Uh, your kids lie because they heard you lie, and your kids cuss. Watch this. That the reason why they're, they're, they're experts in cussing is because they saw you cuss. Oh, whatever, whatever you reflect, your children will attempt to replicate. And here's, watch this. They're simply following what they see. Therefore, the question you must ask yourself is who are you following? Here's a word of wisdom. Your fruit will reveal who you are following. Is it the fruit of darkness or is it dedication to the Father? This is why we're admonishing Ephesians 5.11 with these words. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. It, it, it's on the screen. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Because whatever you're faithful to and in fellowship with, watch this, so shall be your lineage. Y'all don't like that. Whatever you're faithful to and in fellowship with, oh, so shall be your lineage. Because watch this, if you don't want your lineage to be abusive, be faithful to the altar. If you don't want your children to be perverse, be faithful in prayer. And watch this, if you don't want your lineage to be wicked, then be faithful to the word. Here's a word of wisdom. This is why so many children struggle with generational curses because they became in fellowship with what their parents followed. You better be careful what you're following today because tomorrow your children might be in fellowship with it. Oh, you need to help us today. Right, therefore, as men, we must be faithful to both the love of God and to the laws of God. We must be men of faithfulness. If we desire to leave a lineage worthy of legacy, listen, I, I'm careful about what I'm following today because I don't want my children to be in fellowship with it later. I hope I'm helping somebody. The good news for men is that no matter where we find ourselves, God has given us the ability to pour into the life of another, be it in the natural or the spiritual. We can leave a legacy, watch this, by way of our lineage. Because as God has made us, he desires for us. And I, and I said this earlier, no matter where you find yourself on the spectrum, single, married, divorced, can't have kids, God wants us to be fruitful and multiply. Leave a lineage. And we do so by being men with a foundation. And what I said, that foundation has to be on Christ, the solid rock. I said all other ground must be sinking sand. And we also got to be men with foresight. I want to be able to provide my kids with what they need in the future. Can I provide them with wisdom and warning before the war? And matter of fact, I want to provide them with wisdom and warning so they can avoid the war. The stuff that I dealt with, I pray that I can give my kids foresight so they don't want to have to deal with it as well. And then I got to also watch this. I said that we got to be men of faithfulness. And, not, and I said that word known means to observe. It's not enough for me to tell my babies about what John 3.16 says, but can I live it out according to my life? And can they observe that in the way in which their father lives? And we, by doing so, uh, watch this, even with all of that, how do we know that we leave a lineage worthy of legacy? 
I've been speaking on this. But what if I, what if I say, I, I've got this foundation. I've, 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 I've got foresight, and I've been a man of good faithfulness, but, but I still don't know if this lineage that I'm leaving is worthy of legacy. Let's examine verses 6 and 7 of our foundational text. The Bible says that the generation to come might know them. The children who would be born that they may arise and declare to their children that they may set their hope in God. And watch this. And not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Our desire as men must be to have a lineage that puts their faith in God. If I want, listen, I don't need my kids to be no football player. I don't need them to be no celebrity. But if I want to leave a lineage that's worthy of legacy, I want my children to put their faith in God. And and I want you to understand something about this word lineage. Uh, One definition of this word lineage means bloodline. I, I want my kids to now be in the bloodline of God. In the household of faith. And if I can know, listen, I can go on to glory and be happy. It's all outdoors knowing that my children have put their faith in God. They're now a part of this new bloodline of God. We find success in our lineage when our seed can put their faith and their trust in the Savior. This is what the Lord desires to be multiplied. And this is why our lineage matters. God is saying, I don't care if you can't have physical children. You can pour into somebody spiritually to the place where they say, I don't know. This man is not my father, but something on his life has caused me to now put my trust in God. I want to be able to leave a lineage worthy of legacy. And we must ask ourselves because of, watch this, and I want to end with this. I I talked about the making of a man. This whole month I've been talking about the making of a man. And I said that God wants to reproduce his likeness in the earth. So I've got to ask myself, how has my likeness led somebody to the Lord? If 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 I want to be this man that God has made, God ultimately says, can your likeness lead somebody to the Lord? Oh, that's good news. If we can answer that question with assurance then we can be confident that we have a lineage worthy of legacy. Let us pray. Father, we bless you. We honor your name. God, I pray, God, for every man watching. God, I even pray for myself, knowing, God, that I have physical children in the earth. God, I want to be a man with a lineage and not simply a lineage. God, a lineage worthy of legacy. And God, I pray, God, that I can be a man with foundation. I said it earlier, and I pray for the men that are watching. You have no foundation without salvation. We've got to stop being men that are sowing seeds before we're saved. Because if we have no foundation, our lineage has no future. As the hymnist declared, on Christ, a solid rock, we must stand. Because all other ground is sinking sand. We want to be able to pour to the degree which has been poured into us. And if we want our seed to survive, our source and our foundation must be Christ. Help us to be men with a foundation. And God, I pray, God, that we're men with foresight. And God, I pray for the man that is struggling because they believe they've sinned too much to have foresight. They had too many setbacks to have foresight. They feel like they suffered too much to have foresight. 
But the psalmist said in Psalm 119 that it was good that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. So God, as long as we can learn from what we, we send in, as long as we can learn from what we suffered from, as if, if we can learn from our setbacks, we can give our children foresight. God, the very things that they need for their future. We can warn our child about that sexual predator. God, we can warn our children about the, the temptation of addiction. God, we can warn our children about the ills of trying to jump into a sexual uh, uh, deviancy before marriage. God, we can do so, God, if we can be men with foresight. And God, I pray, God, not only that, God, but that we'll be men of faithfulness. God, let us not just be somebody that just tells our children scripture. God, let us not just be the father that pushes our children to Sunday school. But God, we pray, God, that our lives can be reflections of both the love of God and the laws of God. Help us, God, to be this example, God, that our children might observe you in us. Let us be faithful, God, to your laws. Let us be faithful, God, to your love. God, that our children might observe. And God, as Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. God, our children can follow us as we follow Christ. And God, we pray after all of that, God, that our seed now will put their faith in the Savior. God, we want our seeds to be children of faith. We want them to now be connected to the bloodline of you. God, we want them ultimately, God, to be in the household of faith. And God, if, they, if we can witness that as men, we know, God, that we have a lineage worthy of legacy. We thank you and we honor you, God, for all the men that are watching. God, cause them to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in your work. They may not have it all together now, but let them know, God, that their labor is not in vain. And that someday, God, they'll get it together. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everyone said, thank God and amen. And amen. Hallelujah. There's some, somebody that's watching this morning that says, this, this, this is good, Pastor Keith. I, I get all of that. But, but, but here's the issue that I'm having. My foundation is not set. Somebody says that I've got to get my foundation right because I can't help nobody because I'm on sinking ground. Well, here's the good news today. The Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. And because you're watching and because you're convicted, God is giving you a new mercy this morning to get your foundation right. And you may be saying, how do I get my foundation right? The Bible says, if you can confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, then you shall be saved. But what am I confessing? What am I believing? I've got to believe this. The Bible says that we've all sinned and fallen short of his glory. That means I'm a sinner in need of repentance and a savior. If you can confess that with your mouth this morning and believe that in your heart, you're in a good posture to be saved. But well, what else am I confessing? I'm confessing this. The Bible says in John 14, 6, that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father but by me. So that means not only am I a sinner in need of a Savior, but Jesus is that Savior. I'm confessing that I've got this Savior in Jesus who died on the cross, who took my sins to the cross, who was in the grave three days, 
and got up with all power in his hand. I believe that and I confess that. And what else am I confessing and am I believing? The Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. In other words, the, when we are confessing and believing that Jesus Christ is Lord and that I'll allow him to Lord over my life, if you can confess that this morning and believe that in your heart, the Bible says you're saved and you've made the greatest decision you could ever make in your life. And if you made that decision, I want to pray with you. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you, God, for the one that has now been snatched from the hands of the enemy. Thank you, God, for your mercy and your love towards us. Matter of fact, God, we thank you, God, that in the book of Romans, God, it declares that while we were yet sinners, you demonstrated your love towards us, that you sent your son to die for us. And we thank you for that. And God, this person that has made that declaration is saying, God, they thank you, God, that you sent your son to die while they were yet a sinner. But God calls them to know this, that your word declares that whoever is that the father puts into your hand, no one can snatch away. So God, we declare this morning, God, that their salvation is secure and is steadfast and the enemy cannot snatch that away. We thank you, God. The Bible declares that heaven rejoices when one comes. So we rejoice with heaven now for this one that has come back home to you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, you've made a great decision this morning. If you made that decision, we celebrate with you. But also, here's the thing. We never want to be in this journey alone. So we want to help you walk out this newfound journey that you have in Christ. So I want you to do me a favor. Email us at churchoffice at waytampabay.org. Churchoffice at waytampabay.org. And somebody from our team will contact you, will connect with you, and help you walk this thing out as the word declares that you should. And listen, somebody else may be saying, listen, Pastor Keith, this is my first time coming on. Matter of fact, I done came on a few times. I've never been in the sanctuary physically. But I feel this connection that I, that I have to you, this church, this pastor. And listen, I'm, I believe in my heart that this is my church home. Well, you, I want you to know this. I'll be grateful and honored to be your shepherd. We'd love to be your church family. So if you made that decision this morning, you say, hey, I want to be a member of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. I know we can't embrace you now, but in a soon coming day, we'll put our arms around you. I'll sit down with you. I'll have a conversation with you. And then I'll help you walk this journey out. I, I, take, I don't take it lightly to be called a shepherd because I want to help guide you in this journey. I want to help protect you in this journey. And I want to help feed you the word of God in this journey. So if you say, hey, I want to be connected to the Way Church of Tampa Bay, I want you to send us an email as well at churchoffice at waytampabay.org. And somebody from our new members team will co contact you We'll also set up a call with myself so I can greet you personally, but email us so that we can connect with you in the most appropriate way. Hey, I want at this time, I just want to say I love you, Way Church family. I don't have my, my, my towel up here today, y'all, so I was just sweating like ain't nobody business. Y'all pass the sweat easy. Amen. But it's all good. But I want you to know I love you. And hey, do me a favor. My wife is going to come up next. She's going to have some announcements. But at noon, okay, I don't know what time it is, but at noon, I want you to come down here. If you, We're having our fall harvest of help. 
We're already preparing outside um, for those that are in need. Listen, we got new stuff. Somebody say new. Put that in the comment box. New. All right. It's new and free. We've got home good products. We got clothing. We've got hygiene products. We got goodie bags for the kids. All right. You're not too late. It's going to be from noon to 2 p.m. So wherever you are, you don't have to be a member of our church to be blessed by our church. So come down to 129 North Astor Avenue, Tampa, Florida, 33612. Actually, somebody put that in the comment box for me just in case somebody may missed it, miss it. But it's 129 North Astor Avenue, Tampa, Florida, 33612. We're open to all and we want to be a blessing to all who are in need in this season. This has been a season of hardship, but we want to provide just a bit of help. So I love you again, and I'll say this one thing, and I'm going to let my wife come up. Hey, I have not um, forgotten about any of y'all. Y'all, Pastor loves you, all right? And I'm working tirelessly um, to go through our whole congregational list and call each and every one of you and pray with each and every one of you. So, Pastor, I ain't forget about you. And I don't know if some of y'all think Pastor ain't called me. He done called other folk. Listen, I did not realize how many people God has connected to our church in just a short period of time. So it's taken me a while to get through the list. But I promise you, I will call you and I will pray with you. I want to pray with you personally. I heard a pastor say this, that the pastor should be the chief intercessor for the church. And I am. Well, I pray for you in my, my quiet space, but I want to pray with you personally over the phone. So I haven't forgot about you. Your pastor loves you, and I will be connecting with you in the, in the coming weeks. So thank you again. Come down to the church from noon to 2 p.m., and at this time I'm going to ask my wife to come up. Praise God. Praise God. I don't know about you, but I know it's men's month, but I thank God for the word of God that Pastor Keith has been given week after week after week after week. I pray that you were just as much blessed as myself. I've had to ask myself some difficult questions just now. Um, what am I leaving behind? Um, what, 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 what type of lineage am I leaving for my children, even as a woman? <clears throat> So we thank God for the word. Listen, Pastor Keith has already announced um, pretty much our main announcement, which is Harvest of Help is happening today at noon. So I hope you're in your car, you're en route, and you're stopping by if you can, or you've told, at least told someone, if you're unable to make it, who you know could benefit from this. Again, that's happening today at noon, and the address is 129 North Astor Avenue, Tampa, Florida, 33612. Um, there, we're going to have something that's called Seven Days of Prayer, when men pray pray seven days of prayer when men pray and the men plan to usher up prayers and undergird um all of us by way of intercession that's going to be beginning this week so 7 a.m daily we're going to be live on our page with a different man interceding. We thank God for that. What a what an awesome vision that God has given Pastor Keith. And we thank God. Be praying for the men, even right now, those who God have set aside to intercede. We thank God there's something um, when a woman prays, but I feel like there's something even the more when a man prays um, and takes that leadership role um, as far as intercession goes. Those are our announcements today. Just be on the lookout for that on our Facebook page, and we'll make announcements as often as we can to remind you. Um, I also want to let you know that now if you um, if you're able to 
a desire to and you have the means to to please go ahead and give to the way church of tampa bay there's two ways in which you can give if you've been with us for a while then you're quite familiar with it but just in case um you can go to waytampabay.org where you could give via the giving link which will take you through paypal so you can do it that way the other way would be through cash app um, which our church name is dollar sign the way church of tb the way church of tb if you want to give via cash app um, so please, 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 again, hear it the way we always say, give what God has laid on your heart to give, okay? We don't want anyone to give grudgingly, but we want you to be faithful. And if you're a member, continue to be faithful, continue to sow. Um, I wish you all, I know Pastor Keith is planning something a tour, a virtual tour, but I wish you all could see the exciting updates that's been taking place over here in the main sanctuary and also in the fellowship hall and the new room that we've been putting together is really, really exciting and I'm so happy. It makes me even more um, ready for all of us to be gathered again, but um, in a soon coming day, you'll be able to see that as well. So thank you so much for your commitment and your faithfulness and thank you for tuning in. Let's go to God in prayer before we log off. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, God. You never disappoint. You never disappoint. We thank you for using your vessel, Pastor Keith, for bringing a word for um, a time such as this, right when we need it, right when we need to hear it, right when we need to be reminded of um, something that's valuable. You always deposit exactly what you need on the inside of him so that we may eat and eat well, oh God. So we thank you for that, oh God. We pray that you would restore his strength, oh God. I pray, oh God, that you would continue to touch every member at the Way Church of Tampa Bay, oh God. I know that we can't gather, oh God, and that's placing a bit of a strain on many of us, oh Lord, but I pray that you would keep us encouraged that you would continue to give us the strength to endure, oh God, until we're able to gather again safely and hug one another and love on one another, oh God. Father, we thank you, oh God, for the means of technology where we can at least somewhat see each other's faces and interact with one another, oh God. We thank you for that, oh God. So Father, I pray that you would continue to keep us. I pray that this harvest of help outreach is a blessing to so many and that it's an answered prayer. Um, for all of those who will come on today, oh God. Father, we love you, we thank you, and we adore you. And it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, again, again, if you can make it down here, please come. We're going to begin at noon. If you can't, then thank you um, so much for tuning in today and listening to the word. I was just sharing with one of the members on Sunday is kind of turned into promotion day, right? If, especially if you have a lot of church friends like we do, you know, everyone's going live because that's the only way we can do things now. Uh, but so we, I say that to say this, I'm so grateful that you took out the time to tune in. Even if you're watching this on replay, we appreciate it. Um, and we thank God for you. I pray that you have a great rest of your Sunday evening. Amen. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.